Thank you for listening to this new episode of the podcast series, By the Still Water. The goal of these discussions is to encourage your search for the God of heaven. We hope that you enjoy the thoughts here and that they provoke some further investigation. Again, thank you for listening. A young mother was singing to her daughter. That simple statement does not seem very newsworthy until you put the mother, the daughter, and the song in context. The setting is a small town in Texas in 1986. The mother was singing a song from her daughter's favorite cartoon into an eight-inch hole in the ground. Her daughter, an 18-month-old girl named Jessica, was struggling to breathe. Little Jessica had fallen down an abandoned oil well and was trapped 20 feet underground. Hundreds of miners and drillers had rushed to the site and were working to free the little girl, but she had begun to panic. Her mother laid down on her stomach, put her face into the eight-inch pipe, and began to sing to her daughter so that she would know that everything was going to be okay. It was a message of hope. We live in an age of message overload. We have the opportunity to call, text, use video, email, chat, and many other options to communicate. We don't always communicate important things. We post pictures of what we had for lunch or maybe a silly video of a cat doing something funny. But sometimes the communication has a powerful impact. In the middle of a stressful day, a kind word from a friend can lift our spirits. In moments of hurt and grief, a card from a loved one that says, I'm thinking about you can give someone hope. Even a song from Winnie the Pooh can carry great meaning if it is sung with love and the intent of giving someone hope. We are going to begin our discussion about God at the place where Jesus mentions you and me and sends us the message that we matter to him and that there is hope. It was well past sundown. And Jesus was spending the last few peaceful hours talking to his disciples, the men later known as apostles, preparing them for the events that would unfold that night and into the next day. Only a few hours later, Jesus would be arrested, beaten, mocked, and be condemned to die the death of a rebellious slave, the cruel death by crucifixion. The men listening to him would witness all of that, and Jesus needed to prepare them for what they would witness. He also needed to prepare them for the mission he had chosen them for, the mission to carry his story to people everywhere and in every age. But at the end of his preparation and just before leaving to meet the traitor Judas and the soldiers, Jesus prays with his disciples. This is not the only prayer by Jesus we have in the scriptures, but a number of things make it remarkable. One, of course, is the timing. When we listen in on this prayer, it is almost the last private moment he has with his disciples. It is also the longest prayer of Jesus, but it also is the most personal. He begins by saying, the hour has come. It is the moment long anticipated. At this critical juncture, Jesus has many things on his mind, but one of them was you and me. Listen to John chapter 17, verse 20. I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word. He had asked earlier in the prayer for his father to protect and give strength to those he had chosen to be the messengers of the story. 
but he also prays for those that would hear the message. And not just hear the message, but believe it. But let's back up for a moment. Jesus prays for those of us who would hear the message, not just the story of a murdered Hebrew, but the greater meaning and importance of the events about to unfold. Because of the men chosen by Jesus, anyone could hear or read the words left to us, understand what the story was about, and make a choice to allow that knowledge to change their life. It would not matter if it was ten years or a thousand years removed from that dreadful night. The story and its impact could be understood and realized as if we were living at the very time the apostles were speaking the message throughout the world. This prayer shows that we mattered to God's plan. Later, the Apostle Peter restates this critical idea. For the promise is for you and your children, and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call to himself. Peter here speaks only 50 days after the prayer of Jesus and the events that we were discussing before. Some of the people Peter was talking to were the very people that took an active part in the murder of Jesus. But he says God had made a promise to them, and that promise was not limited by time or space. Notice what Peter says, For the promise is for you and your children. The passing of time does not matter. He goes on and says, And those that are far off. The place is not important. This promise is just as good today as it was when Peter said it. And it does not matter that I am from a different place, speak a different language, or look different from Peter. This speech made by Peter is the realization, or at least the beginning of the realization, of the prayer made by Jesus. The message would be carried far and wide and through time to impact people to believe, even through to our time and our location. We were important and relevant enough to Jesus to mention us in his prayer, and that the message Jesus speaks of is relevant to us. It is a promise made to the believers of his message. One other important idea is found in this statement made by Peter. He says that this promise is for as many as the Lord will call. The only limitation to the message and the promise is that it applies to those that would willingly respond. So let's look back at where we are so far. The night before he was killed, an event he knew was coming. Jesus prayed for the mission that he was sent to accomplish. He prays for those he had chosen to carry the story into the world, and he prays for those that would hear and respond to the story. Peter, a man that was in the room and listening to the prayer of Jesus, is given the first chance to deliver this message that was so important to Jesus. And Peter describes the message as a promise. This promise is not limited by the passing of time and is not limited to a specific place or a specific group of people, but is open to anyone, anywhere, at any time that is willing to respond to the message and the promise. But why would you make that choice? Why would anyone choose to put confidence in a promise made so long ago? One answer is that this promise is the solution to a terrible problem. Let's return to Peter and his speech for a moment. If you look at the situation from one perspective, Peter had a very tough audience. 
Some of the people he is speaking to had actively taken part in the arrest, abuse, and murder of Jesus. Can you imagine a more hostile audience to hear Peter's words? But let's look at it from a different point of view. Consider those very people listening to what Peter had to say. He tells them that they had taken part in a terrible crime, a crime against an innocent man, against a man approved of by God, a man that had been sent for their benefit. Jesus had hurt no one, had robbed no one, had hated no one, and had offered comfort and hope to all he met. In the crowd that Peter is speaking to were the ones that had cursed and mocked Jesus' name, his words, his actions, and his apparent helplessness to stop the abuse they were hurling at him. They had shouted for his death by torture, pressuring the governor to kill him, an act as tragic as if they had pounded in the nails themselves. They had innocent blood on their hands. But if you consider what these individuals had done, we might think that they would be the last ones allowed to benefit by a promise made by Jesus, the very one they killed. But in truth, they are the very first to benefit from that promise. Peter does not curse them, but offers them hope. He offers them mercy. He offers them the opportunity to wash that blood from their hands completely. Peter tells them that this terrible crime could be erased from their heart and their conscience. It is here that we begin to see our connection with this ancient promise. We must ask ourselves if we carry the stains on our hands of terrible acts. It might not be a murder that we have committed, but have we hurt people? Have we ever acted out of anger, jealousy, greed, or hate? Are there things that we knew were wrong, but we did them anyway? Are there things that we did, but only later realized the true hurt and harm we had done? Peter offers forgiveness to the murderers of his teacher and friend. If the promise he speaks of can bring forgiveness, peace, and joy to those who crucified Jesus, the promise of forgiveness can be for us as well. The ugliness of the death of Jesus is a harsh image for many people to dwell on. We will return back to that important moment in future podcasts for a better understanding of why that happened and hopefully change the way it is viewed. But begin to frame that with what happened before and after. Right before, Jesus prays for all believers for all ages. Right after, Peter talks of mercy, forgiveness, hope to those that would hear. The message from God was about mercy and hope, both before the cross and after the cross. God responded to sin with hope. The people consumed in selfishness and hate responded to Jesus when he preached about hope with violence. In the middle of a violent and hate-filled world, God's plan has always been about mercy, forgiveness, and hope. In a world filled with darkness and cruelty, the love of God is a beacon of peace and kindness. How is it possible to have the hope of God extend across time, across oceans, and across vast distances? The answer is found where we began with the prayer of Jesus. In that prayer, he uses the idea of the Word. If the hope and promise of God relies upon an icon or temple, 
there would be many people that would never have a chance to see or visit the sacred place of hope. If it relied upon ancestors or bloodlines like royalty, many people would be excluded, and the promise Peter speaks of could not be realized. But this promise is reliant on the word, or said another way, information, a concept that we can understand. It was the story of Jesus that spread across the Roman Empire. It was the understanding of Jesus that began changing the hearts of slaves, princes, soldiers, merchants, women, and men, poor and rich, anywhere the message spread. This information could not be contained by the Roman emperor, or by the soldiers sent to intimidate or imprison or kill the believers, or by the idle priests threatened by the message of peace through Jesus. The power that some detractors said had turned the world upside down was the power of the information. Information shared from person to person and from the writings of those commissioned by Jesus to do just that. Remember, he prayed for those that would find belief through the word. One of the ideas we have been exploring in our podcast is why I can have confidence that this message that has come down to us from 2,000 years ago is reliable. We will continue to look at these questions in future podcasts, but know this, that when Peter spoke to those who had killed Jesus and offered them a chance to be forgiven and washed clean, 3,000 of them responded that day. It was the beginning of the spread of the story, a spread that has crossed empires and mountains and oceans and centuries to this very day, a story with the power of promise, a promise made by God to people everywhere, a promise of hope carried in a message. A young mother leaned down into a hole to sing to her daughter as hundreds of people struggled to rescue her. It was a song and a message of hope. God has sent to us across time and across space a message a message and a promise of hope. Thank you for listening to this episode of By the Still Water. It is our desire that these messages reflect the true word of God. If you would like to reach us, you can reach us by email at bythestillwater2024 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at By the Stillwater Podcast. Please consider subscribing. This will alert you to new episodes when they are made available. Again, thank you for listening. <music>